Okay, yo. This is a rare thing that I actually, you feel me, like recorded this on the same day that I recorded another podcast. But needless to say, you know my name. No, no. It's uh, Vernon. You can... (laughs) This is the Hearing Colors to Kill Sounds podcast. Uh, you can find it under Spiky Bebop, S-P-I-K-E-E-B-E-B-O-P. <clears throat> this is a cool thing that I'm actually about to do and branch off. <clears throat> you can find me on multi, you know, film me platforms, Instagram. You can find me on Amazon. You can find me on, what's the other one? I'm trying to think of all the different platforms, but yes, I'm, I'm going to get a link tree eventually so you can find all of them at once. And yeah, you can find me on, you can hit the subscribe button. It's just a whole bunch of things. You got to shamelessly plug yourself at first, and then you get into the semantics and how weird this podcast is. So um, <laughs> thank you guys for listening. Uh, Shouts out to anyone in LA. Shouts out to pretty much anybody on the west coast who reps you feel me what la like i got here and i am appreciative of this awesome surrounding and it's not even you feel me like the little things you feel me like the neighborhoods or the uh feeling of you know nostalgia but the difference of culture you feel me like it's definitely a place that you feel me is totally different from where i'm from and oh also for anybody who doesn't know what my podcast deals with um before i go off into semantics and start gibbering off on random stuff i perchance talk about you know being a creative and how i you know always twist it into you know my creative stories and i've been writing lately and i've been in the groove of it and i appreciate you feel me the feedback and so yes that this also is a part of that and a part of the writing process of what uh, a creative does anyway so i was chilling and you feel me like there's always this point in uh oh what an artist does and you know you you'll see an illustrator or you'll see someone generally have a setting and a setting was be you know a lamppost or whatever you want to call it a a bench or whatever you have or you feel me like a street level stuff but it's truly really really cool to see Los Angeles that's totally different from you know a perspective of many different you know architects many different engineers many different people who wanted a different perspective of a vision of their housing or whatever you want to call it, you feel me? Just in envisioning of this city, <clears throat> I still have to look up the history of it. You feel me? Like been here only a few years, but to appreciate it that much more, and to appreciate the people who you feel me like put up put up the the time and effort to build something and you know sustain that um, over a period of years, regardless of what was happening. But to have it and to, you know, as they're, you know, I revere them as caretakers of the land. But to see that is also a cool thing, too, because it's a progressive thing. So it changes. And as an artist, I always want to just, you know, like comment on certain things. And I'm thinking, you know, just me commenting on this now, I'm going to come up with like a comic book series of just like something completely totally you feel me like hypothetical feel like 
but just a concept of something that I would read or something that I would be interested in and make it funny. And I've been working on this, you know, for the past like few days or few weeks, actually, um, from the TV shows that I've been watching, you know, just surrounding myself with people and uh, conversations and, you know, bringing up topics. And it's always an interesting thing to have that, you know, feel me like flip it and to what would you call this quintessentially make it into something quite unique. And you always want that as an artist. I always tell people this, you know, I've always uh, envisioned myself when I started my podcast series after a certain point. <clears throat> I, I want to say not at the beginning, but after a certain point, I just pretty much understood the disparity of, you know, this quintessentially creative voice and how we, you know, make templates and how one could assess or try to make a copy of something, but that's not necessarily the case and cannot be done, um, even if it is the same thing that one is trying to reiterate. One would readily assess it and go through, you know, semantics and philosophy, but you understand what I'm saying. And the creative aspect, um, and from an artist standpoint, knowing that, you know, when you begin your work is always fun. <clears throat> it's always a great way <laughs> to, you know, begin and then fashion something because then you're like, oh, okay, well, that works for me more. And it's almost, as I talked about in the past podcast, is almost like a trial and error type thing as far as even working with characters working with you know semantics working with words working with stories and you know creating a sense of whatever you want in it um most people ideally have suspense but i mean drama has other things in it too and to create that element i always like uh the dialogue behind something i'm always interested in what someone is talking about or what they're interested in and it's not even, I'm just going through, you know what I'm saying, like the TV shows and people and you always, always kind of slip into the comment section and see what people are talking about. And it's mad funny because, it's, I would say mad funny, it's really, really funny because it, it's a real thing to, to have a conversation and you're kind of like in this imaginary room with people leaving these little notes uh, of them checking out whatever it is that they're checking out. And so <laughs> somebody can like leave a note and it'll be funny and it'll be like completely left field. And then other people will make like a note that will thread that note, you know what I'm saying? So that it will be uh, something of note to everybody else as they go through and go along it. And I find this level of uh, processing very interesting and very, <clears throat> um, kind of what I have been doing for, I don't know, I want to say like, I can't even be like that dude or, you know, <laughs> what's the one guy you always talk about and he always is like, oh, well, I was on that one album 10 years ago before everybody else heard that album. Like that, that dude, like, I don't want to be that guy. <laughs> Like, to understand, you know, the internet and the impactfulness of it and the processing of it is so insanely fast that, I mean, 
yeah, people have been doing it since before, before, before I was even, I don't even know, in high school. And they have like these boards and they have messages and things. And <clears throat> I find it once again is just something that the internet has proverbially like changed. Like it's uh, a cultural change, but uh, a silent cultural change. And I find the dialogue that people um, identify with, you know, saying like Webster is not catching on to every, every, you know what I'm saying, like abbreviation as fast as, you know, the internet can crank those out. And I believe they do them like what, once a year or something like this, but yeah, it's a, a really cool thing to see in real time. I'm amazed at my peers once again and, you know, mystified at what their accomplishments are right now. <laughs> like, uh, they'll probably like laugh at me and be like, oh yeah, it's just, you know, running water and this, this, that, and the third. But I'm pretty, pretty much uh, flipped out at, you know, the ideals for what they have envisioning of the future and this processing of uh, information and, you know, the language and, you know, processing these barriers. And, you know, in different cultures and then this global community where, you know, it, it can be science fiction if we allow it to be. <laughs> but neither here nor there. And that gets off into that philosophy. I, I kind of, you know, look at it in many, many different ways. And I'm really, really excited at, you know, the, the TV shows that I'm checking out. I'm thinking though, like I'm, I'm gonna jump back into one of the cartoons that I've been around the way, but I wanted to let the hype die die down on it a little bit. So I wanted, I'll probably check out something that I've been, you know, like some anime or something like this. Um, everybody's been talking about Bleach, and I was gonna talk about this with my uh, homie. And uh, it's a really good series. I mean, quintessentially, anyone who's into Shonen and or what, I want to say since what, 2000, what, 2001, 2002, in the early 2000s when that series, you know, first started dropping and over what, it ended, I think, what, after a, what, 15 year run or something like this? I'm probably butchering it, but... I'll look it up in Wikipedia and on the next uh, podcast, but I want to say that Bleach has been running for some years, and yeah, a lot of fans, a lot of fan service, a lot of different characters, but I always talk about Tide Kubo uh, when in a sense of respect, because he always uh, comes with that creative aspect of dropping, you know, an in-depth analysis or some type of exposition of explaining a character uh, regardless you feel me if there were any significance to the story and those are very very much appreciative to a writer and I don't know in a comic book fashion it kind of adds an adds added plus to it and uh, it becoming from a different country and, you know, reading from left to right, everyone has their own quips as to why they like uh, the story. <clears throat> you'll ask different people and you'll be surprised as they like um, different characters from different manga series or different anime series. It's a differentiation and, you know, different people like manga, but different people like anime. I, I kind of don't judge on that. 
uh, if you like one or the other. Uh, I, me personally, I'm one of those G's where I definitely, if I like something, I'm definitely going to indulge and finish the whole entire thing. <laughs> so it's kind of like just reading a book or reading a series of books. And I'm not super, super into the ones that are ongoing. Uh, even when I was into, you know, the ones that were ongoing, I generally waited for it to build up for, I don't know, a few months before I started reading again, just because I couldn't wait, like, every week, like, yo, like, that is insane, so, mm, good idea, but I'm gonna go into this a little bit more, <laughs> about a character analysis, and you feel me, and it's an interesting thing that I'm thinking of this right now, because when I started my series, I always, you know, had different characters doing different things. And it's explained in, you know, the most confusing matter, uh, purposefully so. Uh, some characters have names, some characters don't. But I looked at most of them in the comic book fashion of having a one-shot. Or in the first book and second book, having characters only have like one story or two stories or maybe even three or four. But... I ideally, you know, had that vision in my head, but from there, I wanted it to, you know, progress into something else, and if I wanted to add on to the characters or, you know, bring them back later in the series, I could do that, so that's ideally, you know what I'm saying, where that is inspired from, you know, the comic book series or, or manga series, and I have to give, you know, Tide Kubo or anybody else their flowers because... The level of suspense and even still, you know, I would buy volumes and let it build up and then, you know, it would still inevitably, you know, end on a cliffhanger and I wouldn't be like super, super upset if I had read like a super long amount of volumes, but <laughs> I'm not even going to comment on how many chapters I probably read at once. Probably like a few hundred or I don't even know if one setting even counts. I've never even... I don't even know if I've ever done that before and, and counted how many chapters I've read. I always just attribute it to if I'm really, really interested in something, then who's counting numbers? Like, <laughs> But it, it ties back into my story and learning into how to build suspense. And it's not so much where, you know, you get it from the classic, uh, what's his name? Alfred Hitchcock type of suspense uh, it's more or less something if I was thinking of suspenseful in the the most obscure uh, random fashion from like uh, the Twilight Zone or something like that and I know they had did a, a, a what is this a modern rendition of it <laughs> and hats off to them and uh, Key and Phil and the rest of those guys who you know producing things uh, tell them don't sue me uh, for mentioning their name <laughs> Disclaimer, but yes to to tie this into my story once again I, I've done so and and now that I'm thinking of it I want to do some some more of that where uh, the characters kind of intersecting do different things and I've had this idea of you know a time-lapse, but I don't want to just you know time-lapse everyone and retcon certain things I want to actually explain it a little bit 
and then omit an explanation of a lot of other different things that people are used to um, being explained, if that makes sense. Uh, <clears throat> it's, it's a real cool thing, and, and I talked about this as far as like getting different settings. And so that setting would be uh, the surrounding part of this giant like city-state. And so, you know, if you can compare, you know, the size of New York and that being a giant, you know, city, the entirety of it, of, you know, city structure, then uh, the com by comparison, something equally as large, um, I would want to say, like, pfft, I can't even say the Great Barrier Reef, like, <laughs> I don't even know how large of a scale that is, oh God, like, that. that's totally... <clears throat> I want to say probably the the equivalent of uh, mm, mm, mm -hmm. I want to say a giant country, you know, like the, one of the biggest countries that we have in this world. I, so actually something to look up and be like, hey, what's the biggest country in the world? But something not that large, but by comparison, something that equally is equidistant that covers maybe four or five states of American stature or maybe like the size of that covering or, or encircling this giant city-state um, in a way, uh, not including the giant mass of water way, way far. But yes, this is just a topography of me giving it from my uh, story, uh, Hearing Colors to Kill Sounds. I appreciate everyone from you guys listening. I have more, trust me, I'm adding more, and we'll have guests, actually. So, check that out. I, this is actually going to be really cool for me to speak with other creatives and, you know, explain to them what it is that I do on my podcast series. And, you know, their own perspective and how they've done what it is that they've done in life and creatively uh, assess those things. Um, one guy, he's like a super... I guess he can speak in rooms or something. He's a super Donald Draper or something like this. So I'm going to reach out to him. And uh, yeah, I appreciate everybody. Please check out the chat. Please hit the subscribe button. And uh, yeah, peace.